Welcome to the second annual The Center Cut Golden Gorilla Penis Award Show. Without further ado, please welcome your beautiful hosts for this iconic event, Michael and Dave. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Michael, I am here. I am dressed to the nines, maybe even the tens, and I'm ready to go. Yes, I am Michael. And I am Dave. And we are your hosts for the evening, and we are gathered here to lay to rest season two. And I said evening because we're not morning. Get it, Dave? We're not morning. Bad. It's bad. It's <laughs> off. We're off to a bad start. Let's just start again. <laughs> Just like last year, we have 24 GGPs to hand out here in 12 categories. That's two each. There are a few changes in the categories from the first annual, so keep your ears peeled, babies. Oh, yeah. Listen closely and learn. What a wonderful season it was, Dave. There were more episodes, more guests, more fun. More of everything. It was glorious. More, more, more. Now, we have a lot of ground to cover here, David, so let's start commemorating this fantastic second season. Most hard in the trousers. So this is who made me the hardest in my trousers. And I think I'm going to have to go with Kelly Lynch from Roadhouse. Ooh. So first and foremost, if you play Patrick Swayze's love interest, you're already at the top of the list. Like, they're not going to stick an uggo with Patrick Swayze. It's true. So... That plus the scenes of her in the doctor's office with the the coat and the glasses mm, did it for me. I was so close to giving this golden gorilla penis to Danny from Midsummer, Florence Pugh, but I thought long and hard, fittingly, and I'm going to go with the narrated buttocks touching lovemaking scene in the finale of Outlander season three between Jamie and Claire. I was going to say this basically has to be your answer because we even talked about in the episode of how you very rarely get even partial chubs from watching anything we we do. But this one got you. Yeah, a tit shot or a dick scene is cool and all. But talking about grabbing a butt, the tingles, I tell (laughs) you, the tingles. I had some honorable mentions for this one. Let's hear them. Naturally, I think you're on the right path. Basically, all of Jamie and Claire's sex scenes and the nanny from Cat in the Hat. (laughs) Get it. Now, in between our categories here, we are going to lay down some stats for you. The first set here are some geographic ones. So in season two of the center cut, we hit 74 countries, which is an increase from season one. And the top five countries were United States, India, France, UK, and Canada. I'm surprised that we have such a large following in India and France. It's weird. Yeah. And the top five states were the same as last year, same as season one. Massachusetts, New Hampshire, California, New York, and Virginia. Wow. Biggest surprise. David, my biggest surprise was how much people love Outlander. It's the first show we did a second season of, and for good reason. People love it. The Reddit crowd has been super supportive, and a special thanks to frenemy of the show, Jessica, for suggesting it in the first place. I don't love the show, but I can see the merit, and I'm also surprised at how much people are apparently into sexual assault. It's not my bag, baby, but no kink shaming here. Yeah, that first season, wowzers. So ironically, my answer for this is Outlander as well, but not how people love it, but how season three just decided to go to Jamaica. That really caught me off guard. I was like, where the fuck are these bitches? Like, this is the 1700s. What are they doing on another continent? <laughs> yeah, it was, it was a pretty big surprise. I, I agree with you there. Insane. Took me a little bit to get my bearings. 
And I wanted to talk a little bit about our next stat, which is the episodes with the most questions. And the top three are ironically season one, two, and three of Outlander. Season one had 46 questions. Season three, we got 47 questions. And season two, we had 49 questions. Wow. Yeah. That's that's a lot of questions. And that literally proves my point. So thank you. Uh Uh-huh. Biggest letdown. So my answer is the cat in the hat. Firstly, when it came to biggest letdown, I thought, well, I should go by the scores that I gave stuff in center counts, right? And this was very low with a one compared to your zero, which is infinitely more, but also very low. I don't know if watching it without audio made it better or worse, honestly, but I'm like not a super fan of Mike Myers, but I've always enjoyed most of the things that he's done. So I was really let down with this movie and how much we hated it. It was just bad. My biggest letdown is Cat in the Hat related. My biggest letdown is that Alec Baldwin shot those poor people after we covered that abomination, Cat in the Hat. (laughs) Oh, no. R.I.P. those poor people. I would have had so many bad jokes about him. So it's just a real missed opportunity. Get him in now, I guess. Turns out Cat in the Hat wasn't going to be the last time he was part of something that caused somebody pain. And that's hopefully one of the last times I'll ever have to bring up that pile of donkey shit movie ever again. Doubt it. Real quick aside, though, apparently people were dragging Alec Baldwin and his wife for posting their Halloween photos with all their kids on social media. Like, what is he supposed to go hide away in a hole? He was being a father. Yeah, he's supposed to be a hermit now. Like, shut up. It was a tragedy. No need to ruin the kids' lives, too. You people are savages. That's all I wanted to say. The worst. All right. Quiz scores. We had guests on this year. And every time we have guests on, they bring questions. And since they can give us the answer, they can tell us if we're right or wrong. So me and Michael always go head to head to see who is the best. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert, it's me. We had seven episodes with guests this year. You won two of the seven. <laughs> I won five of the seven. Wow. So my percentage is up there. More importantly, though, you haven't won one since May of this year. Wow. Yeah, I've won the last four. Wild. Wow, so it was two to one me, and then and then you've just been rolling. And then I just destroyed you. Uh, well, I'm looking forward to season three. I'm going I'm to turn the tide. Yeah, we'll see about that. Best penis shown. So for best penis shown, we had officially three options. We had Dirk Diggler, the baby in Boogie Nights, and Black Jack Randall in Outlander season one. We just narrowly missed Christian in Midsummer's PP by literally like four seconds, but unfortunately we can't count that. So those are our three. And I think this one's a giveaway here. As soon as he dropped Trow and unhinged that snake's jaw, the award was already his. Dirk Diggler, in the easiest award win of all time, there will never be another winner of a GGP so deserving. Dirk Diggler, best penis. I disagree. Wow. I couldn't in my right mind give this to Dirk Diggler knowing that that penis is not real. That is a fair point. And then it comes down to whether or not I'd like to give it to a rapist or a baby. And that was a challenging decision for me to make. I guess it's less creepy for me to give it to Randall than the baby. Well, it's almost like, do you want to give it to the one that you know has done bad things? And by the one, I'm talking about the penis. Or do you want to give it to the one where we don't really like we're kind of we're predicting like we don't know what the penis is going to be yet. Yeah, it's like if I'm going to give it to the baby, I'm giving it to the baby for its potential. Potential. Yes. And it it is Don Cheadle's baby. So it's got some potential. Oh, man. Okay. I'm I'm going to have to go, Randall. I can't in my right mind give it to a baby, e- even though it has so much potential. We don't know. There's too much. There's too many unknowns. All right. Wow. In the first shocker of the GGP season two award show, David did not pick Dirk Diggler for best penis. Wow. Mm-hmm. 
I mean, it's not a penis. It's a dildo. Fair enough. Let's talk about chats. Chats are a thing that we added in this year, and that's super exciting and super fun because we really enjoy doing them, or I know at least I do. I love them. Yeah, they're great. I love them even though I'm bad at them. (laughs) So... We had uh, 16 chats. There were actually a few extra ones, but 16 that we were able to then go to Instagram and see if our listeners would give us what they thought the best answer was, kind of determining which one of us was quote unquote right or wrong. You were correct with 12 out of 16 of those chats. Wow. So 75% hit right there. I was correct on eight of 16 of them. So that was 50%. And the only reason it's that high is because seven of them we agreed on. And of those seven, we agreed six were correct. Seven out of 16, us agreeing is, is the wildest stat for me. Yeah, that's surprising that we would agree almost half the time. Best character. So this is a hard one for me to decide because it it comes between whether or not I'd like to pick someone for being the best actor that we saw because there were a few pretty good ones or who I just liked the most. Like what character would I want to spend time with? If we're looking at best actor, then obviously Florence Pugh from Midsummer was unreal. Malcolm McDowell from A Clockwork Orange was pretty crazy, but in a good way. Sure. But I think I have to go with who I like the most. And then the best character is Murtaugh from Outlander. Mm. He's the best character in Outlander. He's just the best. Yeah, those were all great mentions, David. Uh, I would say the first two you mentioned were honorable mentions for me. And Murtaugh from Outlander was a close second here. But I ended up going with the basement janitor dude in Queen's Gambit, Scheibel, played by Bill Camp. Ooh, that's a good pick. It takes balls to hang out in a basement, full stop. But also, Scheibel, if there's no him, there's no Beth. And then there's no Queen's Gambit. And the fact that he just verbally and emotionally beat on this like 12-year-old girl and didn't hold back, champion. Absolute champion. So I'm a little annoyed with you because in You, the TV show that we watched You, you were annoyed that this adult was running around with this little kid. And that made you mad at his parents and at everybody. But you're okay with a little girl going down into a basement and playing some chess with an old man? Oh, she's an orphan. Her parents are already dead, so I can't be mad at the parents. What's the worst that could happen? She dies? She's just an orphan? Exactly. Oh, okay. I understand. I'm glad we (laughs) clarified that. (laughs) And now for the all-important chat statistics. So the top three most popular chats download-wise. Number three was from Bridgerton. Did we want to marry Lord Burbrook or have Lady Featherington as our mom? Was that our first chat? It was. The number two most downloaded chat was from the cat in the hat. And it was the better roommate, the cat versus the Grinch. People love the Grinch, man. Apparently. And the number one most downloaded center chat, Outlander season one. Do we want to travel to the past or travel to the future? All very interesting. Not the ones I would have picked. Not at all. Yeah. Very odd. Worst character. All right, so as a hate polygamist, there were many, many options for me this season. It was tough, but I narrowed it down to seven options. Jesus. Cat from Cat in the Hat. Bushy-eyebrowed Michaela from Manifest. (laughs) Black Jack Randall from Outlander Season 1 and 2. Claire from Outlander Season 1 through 3. Ooh. Mean Fat Lady on the Bus from Joker. Oh, yeah. That absentee loser John B.'s dad from Outer Banks Season 2. And Ed Truck, the serial heckler who I hopefully scared away with my battle rap in our Outlander Season 3 episode. No, Ed Truck better be back. I'll be so disappointed if he isn't. After much deliberation, I settled on Black Jack Randall. Dude mercilessly raped a man, broke 
that same man's hand with a hammer and also sexually assaulted a small boy who was trying to swipe his cologne. And that doesn't even cover the full gamut of his villainy. I can say with full confidence that he is the most despicable person I have ever seen in any TV show or movie ever. Black Jack Randall, worst character. So Randall was my original answer too. He was just terrible. Naturally, there was some bad acting too. If we look mm. at the last question, like uh, that chubby kid from Cat in the Hat or Jim's dad from Miami Connection. Mm. But I think I'm going to change my answer after your seven answers because I completely forgot about that fat bitch from the bus in Joker. <laughs> she was in my top three for worst character. She was almost my pick. Yeah, Randall's done some bad shit, but he also did bad shit in the past when everyone was kind of doing bad shit. Right, there was no barometer. The internet didn't exist. We couldn't shame people. Mm, yeah, he just wanted to do bad shit. But man, that fucking woman and the fact that she chose on purpose to not care about this man's mental illness. Nothing gets my goat more than seeing someone who doesn't appreciate when someone has some sort of mental illness or something like that. That pisses me right off. And that woman could go die. He even tried. He like handed her <sighs> the card. He tried so hard. He had a whole lady. system. He tried so hard and she was still a bitch. And oh, <laughs> the worst. oh man, I'm going to have to cry myself to sleep tonight. Now that you brought that woman up again. Sorry. All right. We are going to be looking at, over the course of the next five categories here, the top five most downloaded main episodes of season two. And the number five most downloaded episode was Midsummer with Chris Fafalius. Ah, not surprising. He's a rock star. <laughs> Fair point. Best penis, hit it. I feel bad for having so many Outlander answers to this show. Mm. I mean, Outlander is a really big part of our season this year, guys. Five episodes in total were Outlander related. That's a lot of episodes. Probably like 10 to 11% of our season. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. So I have to say, Jamie, we always get so close to seeing his penis and he's got the biggest dick energy I've ever seen. So it's it's got to be massive and beautiful. Claire all but immediately forgot about her husband once she saw Jamie. And it's just like, so it's got to be stupendous. <laughs> David, I, I was curious to see if you were going to repeat your same winner as last year with Pope from Outer Banks. Uh, he, he was your <laughs> season one winner, and he was in season two, so it was a... I didn't like Pope as much this season as last yeah. season. So I went with Johnny from Dirty Dancing, good old Patrick Swayze. Down those tight black pants. Yeah, he wore tight pants, so yeah. it was only slightly hidden. Lots of tight pants. And B, to dance like that in the 50s or whenever the hell this was supposed to take place, you have to be packing. Nobody puts as many labias in the corner as Johnny or... Something like that. Yeah, that's exactly that's how the saying goes. <laughs> My honorable mention for this one, Mark Wahlberg. <laughs> I mean, had we not seen the end? Yes, but nope, we did see the end, but his actual penis ah, was hidden. <laughs> we point. saw Dirk Diggler's penis, not Mark Wahlberg's. And our number four most downloaded episode of season two is fittingly season two of Outlander. Yes, sir. The new Dragon Sound 5. So for this category, similar to season one where we did the Umbrella Five, we are looking for five characters that will help us fight to defeat the motorcycle ninjas as seen in Miami Connection. Now, my first pick is easily Dalton from Roadhouse. That's where I started with my core group of badasses. But I didn't want to go all physical because I think you need a leader who can strategize and see the moves ahead of time. So naturally, I went with Beth from Queen's Gambit. Mm. My next pick was Alex from Clockwork Orange. 
He loves ultraviolence, and once you get him loaded up on breadcrumb or whatever the hell they call their drug milk, you can just let him go like a chainsaw. Pick four goes to Joe from you, season one. He's just a natural-born killer, and he'd probably trick you into letting him murder you. And lastly, number five goes to Dirk Diggler of Boogie Nights because he has a built-in billy club, and there ain't nothing more badass than that, folks. Ah, that's a pretty good set of five. I think mine is mine is pretty similar, only with a, with a few deviations. First on, on my list was also Dirk Diggler. He's already a musician, he does karate, and he has a giant penis. What else needs to be said? My second pick is Jamie from Outlander. He's basically unkillable. From what we've seen, it is impossible to kill that man. I mean, I would love an unkillable Scott on my team. Dalton, obviously from Roadhouse, he's just a killing machine ripping out spines or throats or whatever. He's just crazy. I also picked Joe from you. He's just a crafty son of a bitch that can kind of fill that, like you said, and you need someone to kind of strategize and make sure that we can have a plan, and he's definitely going to be able to do that. And lastly, I picked a Joker. Mm. He has an unending horde of followers that are willing to do literally whatever he says at any time, and I think that'll come in handy. Yeah, those are good picks. I think we're going to win. And the number three most downloaded episode of season two was Bridgerton, season one on Netflix. Another surprise. Best chat. When it comes to best chat, there's one episode that kind of stands above the rest. It was kind of a chat, kind of not a chat, but I think it needs to be said. Our Ask Me Anything episode was fantastic. It was a very fun time and enjoyed it. Part one or part two? Both. Okay, well, you can't pick two answers. (laughs) I mean, that's what you do when we're getting quizzed by guests all the time to hedge your bets. No, I, whatever one I had to answer if I'd have sex with my parents or not. That is Ask Me Anything Part 1. Yeah, that's the one. So this was tough for me, but I, I went with our Riverdale chat of would you rather die by drowning in an ice river or by burning in a fire? Interesting. I love the way that we framed it by going through each of the five senses, and I think it was one of our funnier chats. It was one of the earlier ones, but it's somehow stupidly our second least downloaded episode ever. (laughs) I don't understand why or how. I mean, that's what we have these great episodes that you and I personally love, but no one else in the world loves them. A perfect example is our human centipede episode in season one. That is one of our lower downloaded episodes, but was by far my favorite episode we've ever recorded. (laughs) Yeah. I, I don't know if you're listening to this and didn't check out the Riverdale center chat. I urge you go listen to that. You won't be disappointed. Yeah, it's a good combo. I nearly went with our Ask Me Anything part one and two, but A, it was hard to pick between the two for me. And B, Damn Fine TV recently put out an AMA for their 100th episode, and it was bigger and better than ours. So, you know, screw them. It was way bigger and way better. But now we've gotten to number two of our most downloaded main episodes. And number two, the silver medal goes to Joker with the Toddcast. We love you, Toddcast. Thanks, Toddcast. Biggest chat surprise. My biggest chat surprise was for our Outer Banks season two chat, and it's that we both agreed that JJ would make the better boyfriend over John B., but our Instagram followers voted for that chud John B. Insane. If I could strangle him with that silly neck scarf, I would. You people are wrong. Just wrong. Did you guys vote before you listened to the episode? Apparently. What were you thinking? We love you. Please don't leave. My biggest surprise for our chats was the chat where we discussed if we'd like to know our death date for Manifest. Mm. Based on both of our personalities, I would have put money on the fact that both of us would have chosen wanting to know our death date. Mm. So I was very surprised when both of us ended up saying that we didn't want to know when our death date was. I agree with you. The unknown sucks. 
That's a really deep center chat, too. It's a good one. Mm-hmm. And the most downloaded episode of season two for the center cut. No surprise. Outlander season one. Jamie and his big muscles. And if you liked Outlander, well, season three is starting out with Outlander season four. So, new baby. He's back. Most likely to watch the middle TV. So for me, I think I had to take out Outlander out of this because we were kind of forced to watch the middle because we were recording additional episodes. I think actually that after watching season three, that was the season I most wanted to go and watch the middle of. But I think I'm going to go with you for this one. So season one of you that we covered, it was just an interesting premise. And the way the story is told from Joe's point of view, is really interesting to me and kind of addicting. And there are just enough gaps in that story for us to to not know how a lot of those storylines kind of played through. And I think that it would be something that would be interesting to go back and watch the middle of. For sure. I went with This Is Us, our actual premiere episode of season two. Gross. That show sucks. Not only did I go back and watch the middle, I watched the entire five seasons. Well, there goes us being able to do This Is Us season two. Way to go. It's just a good show. It's network great, but overall good. Network TV can usually eat my asshole. And I say that because they aren't allowed to say anything back. They'll just be censored. But it's all about the characters. They found an interesting way to spool out some mystery. And they trick you every now and again, like they did with the pilot episode where the different time frames. Season five got a little too woke for me, but I'll still be watching the final season when it drops next year. I am just a gay man trapped in a straight man's body who is only attracted to females and female organs. Like, to be clear, (laughs) what I mean is I get along far better with women and feminine things, but I solely want to have sex with women. I would do anything to not have a penis inside me. Did I make myself clear? Kind of. I suppose. (laughs) I guess saying that you would do literally anything to keep a penis from going inside of you kind of Mm -hmm. covered it. Yes. Mm. I'm with you, man. Most likely to watch the middle movie. This was one of the toughest categories for me. I went back and I had watched four season two movies so far. Roadhouse, Frequency, True Romance, and Midsummer. Roadhouse is what it is. It was enjoyable, but it's not actually a good movie. Frequency was a good little movie. It's underrated for sure, but it didn't blow my socks off. Same with True Romance. I saw the merit, but I don't know that I'd watch it again. But Midsummer is a movie that I will never forget. That is a visually stunning movie, but I did come up with one plot hole, David, and this is gross. So if you get turned off by things, maybe skip forward 15 to 30 seconds. I don't have the capability of skipping forward. Well, you don't. Yeah, you have to hear. So we learned from our guest Chris's questions that the boyfriend eats a pie with Maja's pubes in it. Yeah. The cult's whole thing is that he also drinks some concoction with her period blood in it, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is which is cool and all. Yeah, real, real cool. <laughs> but the next day, he's able to impregnate her. Like, unless she kept her blood out for a couple of weeks, how is that physiologically possible? Huh? Did you think of that weird guy who created Midsummer? Magic. Midsummer's the pick. When it comes to most likely to watch the middle, I did pick one from your list. It is Roadhouse. I, in fact, I already did. I went back and watched it, but it was just like, it was so badly good that I needed to watch it. And we had already paid for it. Yes. We own it now. So we can both watch Roadhouse whenever we want. Fair point. I opened and closed with Roadhouse. You like that? And that is the season two award show. Thank you all for making season two of our stupid little show a success. To the guests that helped us out this season, Cards with Esther and Rachel with Theon, the Toddcast, Comedians Kelsey Kara Jones, Nick Dees, and John Bubble, my hero Chris Fafalius, or just recently Showtime, 
You're all doing big things, and thank you again. And if you're a new listener, go back and check out some older episodes. We do our best to make them evergreen, and as you hear, we covered some excellent shit this season. And lastly, to Ashley and Emily, thank you for lending your voices to this episode and for putting up with us podcasting all year. You're the unsung heroes of the pod. But again, thank you all for continuing to push us to put this out every week, and we look forward to filling your ear holes with more content, more laughs, and maybe, if we're lucky, our tiny little baby penises. You're like the person who accepts an award at an award show for an entire group and talks the whole time, even though other people would like to say things. And by the time they're done, there's nothing anyone else can say other than come up and make like a funny joke. Well, I got nothing. (laughs) So good thing you said all those things. I'd like to thank all of the guests that we had on for recognizing that I am the smarter of the two center cut men. I would like to thank all of our wonderful listeners for putting up with Michael's little speech a few minutes ago. And I would also like to thank our wives for not only recording and dealing with us, but also having sex with us sometimes. Sometimes. So I would just like to know who suggested to Emily that she introduce the two of you as the beautiful host of this podcast. Because I'm fairly certain it was not of her own volition, and I guess I'm just wondering, who are we trying to fool here? Good night. Good night, everyone. (laughs) Most hard in the (laughs) trial. I don't know why, and that's so funny.